Hare Krishna, dear devotees. Welcome to Sankirtan On. I'm your host today. My name is Mandala Ramdas from Ottawa, Canada. And we have a great special guest speaker today. His name is Bhakti Marg Swami, otherwise known as the Walking Monk. Maharaj, he's given me much of his personal association. But for those of you who don't know him, uh, he has this famous title known as the Walking Monk. He's walked across many countries such as Canada four times, Israel, Ireland, Guyana, Trinidad, Tobago. Uh, and his most recent journey was across the United States. Uh, this was commemorating the journey that Srila Prabhupada took also from when he arrived in New York and uh, afterwards went to, from San Francisco. So he went from coast to coast in the States uh, a few years ago. And uh, we'd just like to honor and respect and appreciate Mars for coming with us on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming, Marge. So uh, this podcast here, uh, the real purpose of it is to inspire devotees around the world uh, in the arts of transcendental book distribution and uh, helping them learn the techniques of spiritual life. So here we are wanting to just share the wisdom of what Srila Prabhupada gave to us in the form of books and the bhakti tradition. And here we're just winding up with the Live to Give Marathon, where worldwide we were uh, set as a one-team goal to distribute 2.2 million Bhagavad Gita's. And right now we're in the midst of tallying up the final scores worldwide. But we just wanted to uh, maybe go into a couple questions and uh, have a discussion with you since you've had so much experience within the Sanctan movement, joining it uh, early, being a Srila Prabhupada disciple as well. And I guess uh, for you, uh, how important do you think Sankirtan is for our movement in this, in this day and age? Well, for the um, Hare Krishna consciousness movement, um, it is pretty much to be considered the um, heartbeat of our movement. You know? uh, the idea of sharing wisdom and sharing a, a kirtan, which means a glorification of the, the creator Krishna. So it is uh, just a, a major component. It's become a cultural uh, component of our movement um, where people share uh, the good things that Krishna consciousness has to offer. Um, I can't think of anything outside of that. <laughs> uh, the Krishna consciousness movement is about uh, you know, giving and it's about uh, you know, follow-up. It's about you know maintaining the people you've made contact with. It's it's, it's certainly it's an outreach. It's kind of like a yoga. You reach out, you stretch, you know? <laughs> but you don't just stretch out for the sake of you know getting your limbs uh, more tuned up. It's actually a bit more about stretching and reaching out to people, you know, heart, heart connections. And because uh, 
uh, the world is in turmoil and uh, always will be on some level. And just because the emphasis on through the pop culture of today, uh, emphasis on the bodily gratification. So our culture says something a little different. You can enjoy, but it has to be more on a spiritual note. So the, the reaching out, the stretching is, um, let's say, paramount uh, for our movement. And it, uh, and I would just say this right out front, you know, the, the happiest uh, devotees, in my experience, are those that do that reaching, you know. You, you can be very comfortable in a spiritual culture. Uh, you can, and along with that comes complacency. Uh, but those who actually make an attempt to go out there in, in the raw world, so to speak, and then come back into the divine uh, shelter of a Christmas temple or a, a household where devotional activities are constantly flowing through the atmosphere. This is what kind of what we want. Uh, this is what is the lifeblood of, of our society from the beginning. And let's take the example of Prabhupada himself. He was 69 years old. And by the way, I turned 69. I'll be 70. I can't believe hey, it. Hey, <laughs> And uh, I know I'm a baby compared to some of my colleagues, you know. But um, I, I couldn't, it was hard to believe that I would reach that age as to when Prabhupada first came and took took those bold steps to go on the Jaladuta boat and, and, and take high, you know, uh, physical risks uh, for the sake of other people. And uh, I think that's really is the, what, what, what keeps us shining and glowing in the movement uh, when we are sharing Krishna consciousness. Otherwise, we can just become a sort of labeled as an organized religion, but the real life, uh, the, the real uh, life flow, the real prana of the Krishna consciousness movement is in its stretching out, reaching out, uh, making friends and trying to bring people in and, and be in constant connection with its members to, uh, to help them in a uh, sustenance way, you know, so that they can preserve whatever they found in the beginning. And I mean, we have a situation where initially newcomers to any institution, they're quite excited and you might get, uh, let's say, uh, productivity from them. And I mean to say that in a very positive way um, for the first you know, two, three years. And then oftentimes it levels off. But if we uh, actually build up a culture of, uh, of joy, you know, because Sankirtan really is almost synonymous to joy, then uh, you will be able to, you know, retain membership and and attract more people because it is so much fun. And I'd like to refer to, you know, the verse from the Bhagavad Gita chapter 9, text 2, uh, and uh, the king of knowledge is here. So everybody would like to meet a king if the king was to come to town or the queen. Um, you'd, you'd get yourself ready. You'd look good. You'd dress. You'd kind of brush up on your manners in case you have that, you know, 
interaction with the individual. And then at the end, the verse uh, ends up by saying that susukam kartum aviyam. It's a joyful experience. And that's generally what people get. And if we look at the encyclopedia, it will define what is Hare Krishna. It's a bunch of happy people. <laughs> wow, Marsh, there's so much uh, in everything you just said there that uh, really resonates. I love that example of stretching, uh, you know, in yoga. Most most people know the watered down version of yoga, just, you know, stretching and forgetting to add the soul into it. But uh, yeah, I guess I'd just you... like to say our, our stretching out is, you know, it's always giving something. Here's a book. Here's a sweet offer to Krishna. And I guess the most important thing is, you know, give yourself, give your warmth. Uh, we live in a lonely world, uh, a world where people are uh, uh, on, on trial with Maya, uh, with the illusions of the world. And uh, there, there's a lot of unhappiness, there's a lot of depression, loneliness, and if we have a culture that is very full or purnam, uh, you know, not just talked about, but really expressed uh, through uh, and, and breathed in through everyday experience of of kindness, then uh, it will it will be a draw for for the public and um, solve a lot of social problems. I must say. And in my in my own experience in life with with interacting with you, you've been a pillar of that for for really giving warmth and sharing Krishna consciousness in such a dynamic way with people to come into the fold of bhakti yoga and the process of Krishna consciousness, giving the philosophy in a way where it's digestible uh, that they can understand and continue in their path. And you you've been. Uh, you know, an emblem of taking risks in Krishna consciousness. I know at a young age, uh, you actually took sannyas uh, in your 30s, correct? And right. you, you've been so steady in this this process of sankirtan, sharing the wisdom, and and what to speak of just taking the risk when you're 40 to go on a journey uh, out out into the great unknown to to. To share Krishna consciousness by making a bold statement, going across Canada uh, to, to to be an example and to meet people that might not otherwise come in, come in contact with devotees, they might not be in big cities, and you're making this big journey. And I guess now you mentioned the point of you just turned 69 when kind of Srila Prabhupada embarked on that that journey. You've already taken so many huge leaps, uh, steps, and uh, in 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 Krishna consciousness, but is there anything that's on your mind now uh, that that you're really wanting to go towards or make make another bold statement in the? Well, in, well, thank you very much. You've said complimented me. Uh, you know, it was an overkill, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, I mean, if you're asking personally, steps. Uh, well, uh, I would really, uh, I have a personal interest to spend a little more time in the arts. You know, I was a fine arts student before I became a devotee when I met, you know, Krishna monks. And uh, that's kind of like my field, my love, my passion. And uh, I would just like to do this more recently. I've taken up poetry writing. And uh, just because the pandemic has restricted uh, 
uh, a number of us who do outreach by stage performances in, in a big way. So therefore, uh, you know, I've tried to find some other avenues. Like we made two films now, and uh, and we're doing a lot of poetry. That's an outreach. And so I just like to give more classes in the Gita and conduct workshops, uh, Kirtan standard courses, and a real fun uh, workshop is the Nine Devotions. And uh, that's very interactive, creates good bonding with amongst, uh, you know, bhakti yogis. And uh, so this, this is what I've been concentrating on. I'd rather, I'd like to step a little, little away from administration. And uh, I would like to make room for uh, other peoples of a uh, you know generation you know junior to me uh, to take up that task. So I have uh, personally got in my head <laughs> the the people that, and I've spoken to some individuals who can who can like slide in, usher into this uh, particular service uh, for the pleasure of uh, the Sankirtan movement. Hmm? Okay, well, I'll, I'll go to your service. For, for those of you uh, on the podcast who may never have met Maharaj, but uh, if you've ever been to his kirtans, maybe in Mayapur at, at Tulsi RT, you know it's the most ecstatic uh, program and kirtan of the day. Uh, everyone's dancing and it's, it's just... Uh, well, uh, some people like it. <laughs> not everyone does. <laughs> I'm not a traditionalist enough, I guess, you know. We kind of go wild, you know. You know, we become wild childs. <laughs> yes, and and being a, being a leader, kind of within the community of of Canada, and specifically ISCOM Toronto, uh, you've been serving there for so long that I guess for for, for the centers that you've seen within Canada and around the world, uh, taking the Sankirtan as a serious practice, uh, what have you observed that that happens to the community that really strive to keep Sankirtan as a focus and as a pillar within within their congregation? Well, I could say that uh, in Canada we've done okay uh, with uh, our stretching, our bhakti yoga stretches and uh, giving out uh, Krishna conscious literature. Um, I think with, there's room for improvement. But what I've seen that those who actually get their hands, roll up their sleeves, you know, get their hands onto the books and so on like that, uh, they, are, uh, they are morale boosters for the local community. You know, there, there's a kind of a, a joy, a happiness, and maybe I can give this, you know, Canadian metaphor, you know, wherever there are beavers, they're going to create a green space. Yeah. <laughs> you know, wherever there's some water, they're going to do something about the water and reconstruct. They're going to make things flow in a different way. They're going to build dams and they're going to, you know, create a whole network of you know, like a, a community and they work in such a cooperative way. It's quite interesting how they work instinctively uh, or as Prabhupada would say, the Paramatma is in the heart of all beings and is motivating everybody. So, um, you know, wherever you find uh, the beaver lodges and so on, everything's going to be green and many other forms of wildlife benefit from that. 
you know, they'll come, oh, green grass in which to, you know, to take shelter of, to, you know, it attracts the moose, the deer, you know, umpteen number of, uh, of, of creatures because of the presence of the, the beavers. So they create uh, a situation of joy. And that's what, uh, you know, we hope to do more and more is to, um, let's say, encourage our various centers across Canada and anywhere where I have some kind of influence into the Sankirtan uh, practices. And uh, that means, you know, encouraging people to do full-on Harinam in public places, you know, the music, uh, you know, uh, projection with drums, the murdangas and traditional cartels and so on like that. And uh, when you go out in the public, you can have a little more fun. In the temples, it's a little bit more orthodox, traditional. When you go outside, you can actually, you know, like stretch again in another way, <laughs> a little bit more. And, uh, I would just say that uh, because of the nature of Sankirtan, uh, it calls for human interaction. Uh, it, uh, it satisfies the social need in people. People like to hear and they like to be heard. And because of the way we live with our modern modern devices and so on like that, and closing ourselves off from the world and limiting ourselves to you know, looking at a screen, we've asked, we're losing touch, you know, with each other. And I think Sangatan is a beautiful springboard for a lot of people to, you know, cultivate a new friendship and build up a strong devotional relationships. So I, I, I would just like to say we have to be in the frame of mind. It, it's the age of Aquarius. It's, you know, roll over Beethoven. It's like Chuck Perry and his music. We're, we're gonna, it's a different kind of music now. So it's a different kind of culture and it's spiritually based with God in the center. So that's what we're hoping to do. And uh, the, the, the strength and the, uh, let's say, motivation arises from having good sadhana, a good, strong uh, spiritual exercise in the morning in particular, and also getting well acquainted with Prabhupada's, you know, writings and teachings. All those things are essential. Wow, be beautiful answer. There, there's this uh, statement that Vaishishka Prabhu always says that uh, book distribution is high sadhana. And you, you touched on it so well that it actually creates nourishment within the community. People feel enthusiastic to to share, to get people connected, to dive deeper within Srila Prabhupada's books. Uh, it just has a natural synergy between the process of yeah, sharing the wisdom and then diving deeper into the wisdom. And... Uh, it's it seems like yeah the, those people who really take advantage of the process of sankirtan going out and meeting others uh, they start to advance in their spiritual life uh, leaps and bounds and yeah but I'd say what's very important is that when you engage in the practice of getting out into the public you can actually see for yourself it doesn't take much to to uh, make the observation and witness that there is suffering. So the motivation behind uh, those who engage in the Sankirtan activities is compassion. 
you know, the kind of compassion that Herlod had for his father, who was not such a nice guy, <laughs> uh, but he still felt for him. Uh, the compassion that someone like uh, so exalted as Narada Muni, he travels about, never stays in one place too long, but he, he moves and his motivation is compassion. He'll go about and he, he's a Sankirtan man. He's definitely there to meet people and elevate them. He gives, you know, succinct to the point lessons. Like, you know, we've got so many stories about him. And then, you know, the, even uh, if something so basic as Arjuna, Arjuna, when he was having his, you know, fantastic, you know, dialogue with Krishna, he was thinking for the sake of others, not for my sake. I'm committed. I believe you, Krishna. I trust in you. You are a spiritual powerhouse. You are the source behind the force. But for the sake of others, uh, those who are not so quick to accept, but those who may be scoffers or let's say just like people doubting, uh, let us see something from you. Can you please to offer the magic touch. And this is not for my sake. I'm thinking for others. So could you please reveal the Viratrup of the universal form for the public, you know, for the, or those who may hear of it. And, uh, and this may stir some, uh, you know, spiritual sentiments in them. And so again, Arjuna had that sort of Sankirtan spirit. And we have so many other examples as well. So if we, you know, claim to be followers of the Bhakti tradition with the glorious Sampradaya or lineage, then we uh, have to, <laughs> we're an obliged position to um, to do as they do, to be motivated by love for others and uh, having the heart of paradukaduki. I'm okay. I'm all right. But other people aren't so well. Or well, I'm better off than most. I, I've got a good thing going with my bhakti. But other people haven't explored it yet. And there is this great um, novelty about it. And I want to get it out there. Again, I want to reach out. I want to give, you know. And in giving, one feels lighter, brighter. You start to glow again. Uh, you probably put years on your life when you engage in Sankirtan. <laughs> And that's always important to people, you know. That's a good you know, selling point. Yeah. No, and look at it like this. For a lot of us, our outreach entails many things, like it could be book fairs and being at conventions and having speaking engagements and then making having books available. But, but for a lot of people, it means you know, uh, lifting boxes of books. <laughs> And so what a beautiful workout and you get to be outside and get the sun and the wind and, you know, like, uh, you know, we're going through the 11th canto of the Bhagavatam right now. And there's like 24 gurus in a person's life if you really want to see it that way. And then it starts off with a mountain and then there's the wind and there's the moon. There's so many gurus that we can benefit from. So uh, in addition to what Prabhupada has to offer us and our Shiksha and Diksha gurus, the, our uh, benefactors who are around us, you also have these other gurus that you may contact with by being outside. So instead of like Prabhupada was kind of critical and one, uh, one time when he spoke, he said, uh, we don't need 
there's something about ringing bells all day in the temple, that's one thing, and eating nice kitchen. But it's another thing to actually get out there and be with people, you know, and uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a formula for bringing about bliss. Totally, and I guess this, this slogan that we have of the Live to Give Marathon, that, that devotees really go out of their comfort zone to, to, to stretch, to reach out to other people and, and find unique ways that, that we can reach the masses. I know people have been doing these uh, little fr- uh, free little libraries. They've been connecting with hospitals, schools, uh, motels. Um, lawyers have been... Uh, they've been sending books out to lawyers, real estate agents where they've been sponsoring books so that they can give to their uh, people who have been purchasing their homes and so on. And this, and I guess just when, when someone enters into the fold of uh, an environment or a community that has Sankirtan as a focus uh, here in Iskandadua, we've, we've been trying to push that forward more and more. And we have this new devotee, uh, Mia, that she's, She's been coming just recently, but she started to hear some Sankirtan stories. And now she starts contacting the devotees. When are we going out on Sankirtan? Uh, can we go today? Uh, do I have to go by myself? So it, it starts to be a contagious uh, event for devotees. And then they get to get into the fold and feel that uh, ecstasy that comes from living to give, really sharing, sharing Krishna with others. And, and stretching themselves. So that's, that's you know, and I, I was thinking too, I, we can draw some parallels. Like when soldiers go out, to, they leave their loved ones and they go out to some frontier, foreign land, you know, sometimes overseas, and they go out and they, they perform their duties, their tasks, and no doubt there's some longing to be back home. So when they come back home, it's, you know, an incredible refresher for them, you know, and it's something they've been hankering for. So it's a little bit like when you go out there, it is a little bit of a crazy battlefield out there. and uh, But you do feel a little bit like a warrior. And there's, there's a sort of a pride uh, that uh, evolves from, you know, being that kind of a soldier or cavalryman or whatever you want to call it, you know, being the boxer in the ring against Maya. You know, it's, uh, it's really, uh, it's very riveting. It's very riveting. And so I, I, I've seen it for uh, younger folks. It's a great program because you get adventure for myself personally. I got to see the country. I got to see Canada. I got to see the U.S. And also we happened to our little brahmachari party used to just kind of like follow Prabhupada around, you know, because, you know, he was kind of like putting the marks and check marks into which towns we were going to go to. We we're just following him. Uh, that was back in 75, you know, 76. So, uh, yeah, we um, you get to see the world, uh, especially for the younger folks. And for grahastas, those are a little bit more homebound or grounded, you can say. Um, they have the good joy of being preoccupied in servicing the people around them and not being too overly caught up in domestic issues, you know? It's important that uh, couples love each other and children love, but what a great program it is when a whole family just comes together and gets involved in in the Sankirtan. It's a party. 
without any booze. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And I guess thanks to that, it becomes so dynamic that, yeah, we go out and hit the streets, go to where people don't, uh, you know, have direct access. But even, like, we've started this new... Uh, program in in Iskand, Ottawa, which is which is just Govindas serving prasadam to people, and we, we've noticed that every single person who comes, uh, that there's somehow just it, maybe it's the time after all this the COVID experience, and people are searching for something more. That everyone's hungry for uh, more than just a normal day to day life. They're searching. They, they have questions, and just having. You know, a devotee at Govinda, someone who can also help coach them along, give them some, teach them some of the principles of spiritual life, uh, engage them in some of the techniques and the arts of devotion. That, uh, and then give them a book, something to follow up, and then something to converse about. Uh, it's been a real great program uh, for us here. That that really just fuels the community as well with a with the service opportunity and uh, an emphasis on Sankirtan. Uh, you know, as a forefront. Well, you know, when we're talking about Sankirtan, uh, there's many different features to it. There is the Kirtan aspect, and Sankirtan means, well, Kirtan refers to glorification. Sankirtan, Sang comes from the Sanskrit word Samyak, which means complete, full, much participation. So it's the people always feel great when they go out like a like a large body of people and, and just give it to to the public and send a, a great uh, like spiritual with concrete sound vibrations of Shabda uh, Brahman, uh, a spiritual sound. And uh, I remember when going through Pennsylvania, I think you were with me at that time. We I went was. to one town where the uh, the Amish were uh, were uh, they got together. It wasn't. I, I don't think it was even Sunday, but many many families got on the street and they were singing hymns, you know, um, for the pleasure of others. And and in uh, New Jersey, we uh, what also enthused us was we were walking on a two-lane highway in the fall with the pretty colors all around us and and uh we were chanting on our mala our japa beads and that's sankirtan too you know and then on the other side of the street came a row of catholics who were praying on their rosary so what what, what are you doing <laughs> and they told us they were praying for you know people who are in less fortunate situations and you know our response was the same and i remember the one lady who was kind of like the spokesperson said oh well uh, it's all the same god you know so there's a group of like 50 of them also wasn't there yeah yeah they they were they outnumbered us yeah <laughs> So it was very good to, you know, to see other people doing this kind of thing. And it makes the, gives solidarity to a community, gives incredible strength and a kind of purging that is hard to find. It's really hard to find. You know, I, I, when we get went to that particular town in Pennsylvania, and it, it escapes me what the name of the place, city, but uh, remember they are the Amish and we're the Omish. You know, we had a good laugh <laughs> over that. And it was yeah. funny when I was walking through the downtown, and I went by this one 
uh, restaurant, like which was almost like a cafeteria, and the doors were open. And just as I was walking by, George Harrison saw my spirit. Oh my Lord, Krishna! <laughs> what are the chances of that happening? With you know the uh, the Maha Mantra bellowing out is just as I was walking past the door and the windows and the and the guys were setting up, you know, for the the tables and all this stuff. Wow, that was nice memories. Nice memories. It's, it's uh, when when you when we recall those times that and the dynamic aspect of Sankirtan, that 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 was actually you bringing me into the fold of Krishna consciousness and what the world has to offer and how we could share Krishna with others. Uh, really, those were the almost first experiences in my devotional life was uh, was some of those those events. And I guess just you know, the the point comes of. Uh, you know, you're a leader within the Christian Conscious Society, and we have many different leaders in different capacities. Uh, and I guess uh, for someone who is a leader uh, within the society, is what is the best thing that that you can do to to inspire the community? Uh, well, I I think there's. Uh, I show by example, you get out there and get involved with people, get involved with the public. And um, as a leader also, it's important to help maintain those persons. There's a lot of patting on the back that is required, a lot of encouragement. You did well. Thank you so much, you know, and uh, for, for doing what you're doing, thinking about others. And uh, I think it's a matter of organizing. For me, it was always organizing the kirtans. Okay, let's go to High Park, you know. The people are very receptive there. Let's go there and make it a weekly event. Let's go New Year's Eve, you know, do the kirtan. And there's always book distribution going on also at the same time. And one of the more recent events, which I think was kind of a highlight for me last year, was when we held the kirtan protest in front of Old City Hall in Toronto. And we drew, I did a lot of phone calling myself. I reminded people again and again that we're doing a protest on this, uh, you know, Bangladesh catastrophe that happened where some of our members got killed actually by by uh, zealots, you know, by fanat religious fanatics. And um, so 500 people showed up. I was so surprised, you know, and it was well orchestrated. I think it's a matter of talking to the right people the right time the media came by cbc uh we had the right it's it's, it's a matter of orchestration so we had the best singer in there the ajamil he's like the uh male version of aretha franklin and <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know he got everybody going you know and i just made sure once he finished a tune you know and he'd take a break i said keep going just keep going don't have any breaks you know so the the people the public the way they responded to us that, wow, you guys are powerful. You've got good music. You've got a good thing going here. And I remember Radha Mohan there and the others were, they had their books out there, you know, for for uh, you know, distribution. And and it was all just, again, a, 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 you know, the mercy of Prabhupada. Uh, what he had given to us is reach out, uh, do the bhakti yoga stretch. Uh, which is Sankirtan. 
and everyone went away feeling so good. In fact, <laughs> you know, we all had our masks on because we're during the middle of the pandemic, you know, and I have people coming to me as somebody says, tapping on the back of my shoulder, not so experienced with Sangirtan and, and Kirtan, said, uh, Maharaj, you know, the, the Jodi playing number Ganga behind you, his fingers are bleeding. I said, yeah, okay, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. He's not bothered by it. And then I had another person, he pulled me to the side and he said, Maharaj, um, you know, uh, I think everyone's too happy, you know. I said, well, uh, what do you want them to be? And how do you know if they're happy? They're, uh, their faces are covered with masks. And I guess he thought the tune should be a little more mournful and expressing grievance a little bit more. And uh, I said, I, th I told him it's, it's taking its own course, you know. And, and uh, yes, in one sense, we're like fighting mad. We don't like this, you know, misrepresentation of religion where fanatics are, you know, in the name of religion, of God behind them, killing other people of other traditions. It's nonsense. But uh, it's, uh, you know, it's just fun to see everyone, some people for the first time getting involved in outdoor events. Uh, and it's not Rathi outdoor. We had a message, a strong message. The solution to problems of life are spiritual ones. And I guess that's the point of like, why we also do the sankirtan is we we do mass distribution because there's mass information of what spiritual life is and also what what we represent what what we've uh you know understood from spiritual life so by distributing these books uh people can actually come to a proper conclusion of uh who we are as an individual see seeing us as soul uh and what's our relationship with with everyone else and ultimately the original the, the original cause of all causes and that, that point of just synergizing the two of uh, with kirtan it, it it helps the devotees who are who are sharing the books it creates a great synergy that the the books just start going flying off the shelves i've noticed that happens so many times when you know you may just be out there distributing books by yourself and the kirtan parties uh you know off and then some devotees are, arrive who are really good at kirtan and it changes the whole atmosphere it, it starts to attract people to to what is this about tell me more uh and and so on there is excitement that's that's created and in terms of personally involving myself i'll just extend the answer a little bit you know i've uh, not only organized kirtans over the many years but uh now over zoom we've uh arranged and organized, uh, you know, kirtan discussions or sankirtan book distribution discussions uh, nationwide. And uh, that that has brought everyone very close together. Uh, and just, you know, just to encouraging this kind of thing, the culture, let's get together, let's get the books out and uh, get, the, the, get the mantra out. There's three things that I see happening with some of our incredible wizards here locally. Uh, I see they, they get lollipops and cookies out. <laughs> so that's Prashadam, you know? And it was Prabhupada who once sent a letter indicating that yes, lollipops, they can be offered and given to the public because we were doing that to raise funds to 
get the down payment of our building here in Toronto, which is a big old church, you know. And so the prashadam gets out, the, the, the holy name gets out, the, the Maha Mantra, Mantra powerhouse, and then we also have uh, the books, the wisdom. So I think there's three items. It's almost like a three-pronged situation. It's sacred food, sacred wisdom, and sacred sound. And then there's a fourth item, uh, which we are uh, meant to deliver, and that is your yourself. Give your warmth, give your kindness to the persons you're contacting. So just to simplify it, those who participate in those kind of activities, they are the happiest and they exude joy. Susukam karatam aviyam. You know? And so we encourage members to do that type of thing. And for those who can't because of being handicapped or aged or something, you know, uh, there can be financial aid. And if that isn't there, at least uh, encourage, encourage through your words. I think that's all very, very important. Yeah, the, I know in Toronto, the, my first experience of going there when I was staying in the ashram, it was around Gita Jayanti, and they were doing the big Shastra Don where, uh, you know, devotees that might be scared uh, to go down Sankirtana at, at first, then, yeah, they can sponsor books where devotees can deliver them, share them, and so on. I really like the point that you're saying of just encouraging, just uh, endorsing the program is, is something that I, I find if, you know, if even you know, say a leader can't get out there, but you endorse it all the way, then, uh, you know, the community will thrive and they won't be stifled in their endeavors to take on new challenges and uh, improve whatever they need to within the Sankirtan. Yeah, it, it can be a little bit inhibiting for some people because a lot of people who engage in, you know, spiritual practices or come to, a, you know, a religious institution like ours, they come with a little bit of a shy disposition. So here's a great opportunity when you go en masse, like you, a group goes out together. It's like I've, uh, you know, organized a lot of theatrical presentations with spiritual themes behind them, stories from the Mahabharata, the Ramayana, and the Gita, and so on. And uh, I found it always helps when I'm, you know, trying to cast people um, or those who want to volunteer. Some of them are shy, but they overcome that self-consciousness when everyone's going out in the stage together, participating, having a good time with rehearsals. And I think that's also important with the book distribution. There has to be some scripting, there has to be just some kind of rehearsals. And, you know, what do you say to people when you got a, you know, you got a bundle of books in your hands or something like that? You know, there has to be a lot of coaching. Coaching is going on. And the coaches are enthused to see results always you know, coming when someone has been transformed, become like from a worm to a butterfly, you know? <laughs> 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 because they've got a sankirtan or like in the case of somebody going on the stage and I, I can remember in South Africa there's this one young girl and she was a teen and she had a sort of a, like a shy disposition and sort of a homely appearance and we had her go on uh, and be one of the rakshasis like sort of wild little jungle women you know <laughs> And she just kind of like broke out of her shell, you know? So it's a little bit like that. It's like going on the stage, you know, with a bunch of people having a good time. And then, you know, 
uh, there's always the reward of the applause from the audience, sometimes standing ovations. And when it comes to Sankirtan, the reward is you come back with this bubble and feeling good and sharing your stories and having a real nice pizza prasadam or whatever the case may be with uh, hot apple cider and, you know, one of those circular little uh, cinnamon sticks inside, you know. And uh, it's, uh, you know, there's so much joy that comes from, you know, everyone bonding together. And again, those go back to our beavers. They seem to be happy little rodents that just get along with each other and they just, they're always busy, you know. So I would say a formula to a lot of the downtrodden tendency of Kali Yoga is to keep busy. You know, that's the best therapy. Best th- keep busy and keep giving, you know. And uh, this is uh, my experience in terms of, you know, bringing about joy. And uh, because it is all... Uh, Ananda, it's an Ananda feature, and it comes through with the Sankirtan experience. And it, it makes me, it makes me wonder uh, that for for you personally, I guess, uh, what what would be up to date? What what's been your most memorable experience uh, in Sankirtan throughout throughout your history with with the movement? Well, I mean. Uh, I already mentioned just more recently. I just thought that that was a true highlight for me, uh, going to the you know the Bangladeshi and a Kirtan protest, and uh, then I have fond memories of just traveling around the country in a van and uh, getting the word out there. I, I remember there were times when you know mail orders was like something. We go into a town myself and Krishnadas, and we just pay for back to God in magazines to be mailed out to people. And, uh, you know, someone sponsored the back to God in magazines and we would go into a town and we would say, okay, here's some magazines and can you put them in the, uh, everyone's mailbox. And they were obliged to do it because we gave them the funds to do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's so, a good thank you, Don tip there. And I, yeah. I don't know if we've been doing that one lately, but that's a good one. Yeah. And, and you know, some people got back to us. It was favorable. And, uh, um, of course, you know, I think that there's uh, atheism and agnosticism is, you know, kind of creeping in and taking taking hold of people's lives more than we've ever seen for a long time. Um, but uh, it was a, it was a strategy we used. I'm not saying it's going to be effective now, but in a small town, you can manage it. You know, who knows? Out of that one town of 3,000, uh, which has a post office, maybe one person really gets excited. Oh, this is just what I've been waiting for for so long. I like everything that's there. I like the cheerful people that are in the pics, and, you know, and uh, I like the philosophical aspect. And yes, yes. You know, uh, that's you a know, great you know. tip for our Sankirtan, especially being uh, in Ontario. We have, and where, where I live in Ottawa, we have so many small little towns around, uh, you know, with so much potential to actually just reach out, out towards it. Maybe even that, that fashion, get, sending it directly to their houses and, you know, finding some sponsors. About- 
I'm talking about the late 70s, early 80s when we were doing this. Um, I imagine it could work. <laughs> Russell would be a good uh, test platform for there. Uh, yeah, yeah, perhaps they'll know where it's coming from. Yeah. The people. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I guess uh, you know, seeing uh, seeing Krishna consciousness from from the early days and kind of being there at Srila Prabhupada's time when Sankirtan was completely on the forefront. That was the one of the main missions was going out as a whole community everyone stepping out maybe leaving one person back to just take care of the deities uh what's your feel for uh from that time seeing observing all that and where we are now do do you think do you think Srila Prabhupada would be pleased at at where we're we're at now in our Sankirtan movement and maybe where we're progressing it's a little hard for me to project what was in the heart of Prabhupada. Mm. But I would say that um, in the early days, we were all uh, monastics. Uh, we were all monks and nuns, you know. And then eventually, as time went on, most of our members got married, and it's natural. And then less time could be given to that. Uh, I would say that had those... Uh, persons who moved outside of the ashram, if they kept up this Sankirtan practices, it would help to preserve uh, the, the, the jewel of bhakti. You know? And um, I would say now what we have is less brahmacharis and brahmacharinis, but we have a lot of people from the outside students. And, and, and single people and married people who are uh, in the householder uh, ashram. Uh, they're domestic folks or people in, involved in householder activities. They're the ones that are showing up and doing what we didn't think uh, married people could do. You know? And they're shining through. Like We do have a phenomenon where we don't have the brahmachari ashram so strong as it used to be, but a lot of a lot of energy has shifted to the married families and couples uh, who have uh, proven to be very effective in uh, in sharing Krishna consciousness. So, uh, to to ask what if I could gauge Prabhupada's thermometer, uh, it would be a little hard to say. I, I I believe he would expect us to just increase, and his mood was double it. Whatever figure you had, you know, in terms of that tallying up of the how many books were, went out, he would say double it. That was his mood, his spirit. Increase, increase, increase. And of course, Vaisheshika Kapoor has been doing that and his team have been doing that in a very nice kind of like methodical and reasonable uh, way. Um, and uh, I think that's uh, something to be considered, yeah. Yeah, I really like that. That uh, here, here in uh, Iskand, Ottawa, we we don't even have like a Brahmacharini, Brahma Brahmachari ashram, but uh, we're all Grihastas, and I think that's yeah, that just like you said, that's the sleeping giant within Iskand is uh, tapping into that that energy, and it's a great great way to actually uh, keep Krishna in the center of family life. That uh, wherever. Uh, they may go even if you go on a on a trip somewhere uh, you take some books with you and make it like a transcendental adventure rather than just a normal trip to 
you know, Hawaii or Vancouver, Toronto. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of grihastas here that's uh, starting to take boxes of books in their trunks and wherever they go, uh, they end up always coming back with the story that I met this person who just somehow uh, the discussion of Christian consciousness came up and then they're able to leave them with a book. So uh, definitely, yeah. The devotees and the Grihasta couples are, can make a huge impact in in the Sankirtan movement. Yeah, and you know, I think there's something to be said along with the Sankirtan society. When once we reach out to people, especially young people, and Prabhupada was always encouraging the the stretch to the college students. Uh, if college students might consider having a year course, even a six months course at a temple where, where there's a teacher to training them uh, the philosophy of Krishna consciousness, where they get a chance to learn how to do kirtan, how to play the drum, how to cook some preparations in the kitchen, you know, just and, and get into cleaning and doing humble uh, menial services. That, that would really fuel the Sankirtan movement as well. Uh, when you've got some young men and women who will give some of their time, maybe one year of the life, the most two or three uh, to the Sankirtan movement, we can take some uh, encouragement, inspiration from the Seventh-day Adventists, the Mormon community who do something like that. You know? And in Israel, one of the countries I walked through, where you've got uh, the girls there one year uh, as a, a soldier, and then you've got the boys there up for two years. And so they uh, they they give of their, their life uh, uh, that stretch of time before they get settled down in, uh, let's say, civilian life, if, if you will, you know. And, and so that kind of a program would really help our increase our Sankirtan. So that would be very pleasing to Prabhupada if we really uh, boost the Sankirtan movement. And of course, we know in India, there's, uh, there's a lot of takers. In, in the West, it has to we have to take some different approaches, you know, and uh, it will work. We just have to definitely invest our time in um, in these younger folks and uh, who have uh, who are like in a better position because they're flexible, maybe at a crossroads in their life. I, I don't mean that in a negative way, but you know, where they they might have be able to uh, adapt to some real good habits, you know, instead of the uh, the negative ones that uh, you know, be, where you can be party animals and you know you have multiple relationships with people. Well, I remember you actually encouraged you, you actually encouraged me to do to the exact same thing. I think I was 21 and I was working for my, my brother-in-law Krishna Dilal and. You know, we, we went traveling to India and afterwards you kind of reach out to him saying, I think it's good if Mandala can get a little bit of training in the temple. And I was like, internally, I was feeling a little hesitant. I was like, no, I want to go back to my life of Maya and, you know, not being in the full sphere of uh, Christian consciousness. But then somehow Krishna all accepted it. So I got drafted to the temple. And now I just remember like in my heart, those are some of my most fond memories in Krishna consciousness, just being engaged full time. That was really when I also got introduced to Sankirtan, going out, connecting with people, kind of getting out of my shell. So uh, thank you for that, that positive encouragement to go in, in that direction also. And, uh, you know, you kind of touched on the point of, 
just that that aspect of implementing it, maybe creating a program where people can have a little immersion into bhakti for for a couple months or to a year. Uh, but any any other final thoughts of maybe ways that uh, we could implement to help help spread the Sankirtan movement? Any any thoughts that you've been meditating on that that would really be uh, a groundbreaking program or just something simple as well? Well, I think that it would be a good idea if, um, like, say, through the arts, if we want to, uh, devotees are sharing the books, if we do some things that will make Krishna consciousness kind of popular and kind of hip, uh, just like... The, the walks brought about some attention. The walks that I've done, you know, media got interested. Uh, people invited us to their community centers to talk. And if we plant those kind of seeds, it will, uh, it just basically uh, gets people aroused in a, a positive direction. So it would be nice if, if our leaders could invest a little bit in promoting Krishna consciousness through the arts. Then whatever, like performing arts or could be, you know, animation, you know, just in all directions, then uh, it would just, you know, fuel people, fuel this, um, this spiritual need. And uh, people will like to clamor and, and like to claw their way towards to come to Krishna consciousness because we're culturally trying to, uh, in a sense, conquer, you know, culturally. So through the arts, I believe there's a good, you know, wing of ISKCON that should be developed. And that just means, you know, uh, some financial backing mm-hmm. and so on like that. I, so I that that along with you know our the spread of our Sangatan movement and good training fields uh, would be uh, very you know very helpful for you know advancing our cause. That, that's beautiful, Marsh. I know uh, for a lot of devotees, uh, you know they may have children or they're looking for some substance that's Krishna conscious that their children can be wrapped wrapped in rather than you know uh, typical shows and stuff so i think that could, yeah yeah, yeah mundane shows so uh yeah i think that'd be an amazing attractive feature for people to uh meditate upon here these glorious pastimes of, of krishna and and then seeing the visceral experience of it it'll really resonate in the heart uh i know since i'm more of like a visual learner uh rather than you know reading and stuff it, it would hit home a, a whole lot more so that's 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 a beautiful thought Maharaj and I just wanted to give my most humble and respectful obeisances to you for for coming and uh, sharing your experience uh, within the Sankirtan movement sharing some pearls of wisdom with us and uh, really it, encouraging us to to take up to the practice of sankirtan book distribution and and live to give uh any any final thoughts or statements marsh that you'd like to I leave think, with us yeah. super big heart you know and uh his 
his impressions of the West when he first came was, wow, uh, Tomogun means ignorance, darkness, lifestyles, and all passion as well. And he felt there was a need to inject some Sadvagun, which is a great springboard for reaching transcendence. So I, it's, it's important to capture his heart. I think it's really good that everyone becomes very strong with their sadhana, sadhana and do do well at uh, um, hearing everything you can about him. You know, uh, he had the heart, he had the spirit, he had the drive. You know, and. Uh, it's good if we can pick up on that drive. That dry, inner drive is like life. Uh, it's life. So, uh, again, if we get too comfortable in Christian consciousness and we see some tendencies like that where uh, people spend a lot of time on the internet and, you know, it's not, uh, it, it can be sometimes uh, reach low levels of consciousness. So, let's use our time wisely. Uh, he thought we about. Um, you, you seem to be cutting out a little bit, Marash. Go out. Okay. Prabhupada, how are we doing now? That, that's good. So you're Can just you saying, me okay? uh, you're saying how uh, we should try to focus on Srila Prabhupada's life and find that inspiration. So. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, he came to the West with a heart. He uh, introduced something new, kirtan, jnanam. Uh, philosophy and then he went back to India and revived what was starting to dwindle you know? and uh, in this way he kind of clubbed, uh, covered the globe yeah so we have an obligation to pick up on his spirit his uh, his attitude and uh, if we do that we will be successful we have to look at him and make uh, draw to the conclusion that he was a success story and uh, wouldn't it be nice to be in that number of the saints marching in. Thank you so much, Marsh, for this wonderful discussion. And I guess just closing up, was there any final words or remarks that you'd like to, to leave the devotees with? Well, our shining emblem of courageousness, hope, and strength is Srila Prabhupada. And I think it really gives everyone an extra boost when they hear about him, what he had to go through with the struggles to get to where he had come to. Um, we should pick up on his spirit, his heart. Uh, and uh, that was a feeling for, for others. And I think it's a really good idea to digest as much as you can about literatures, uh, journals, biographies written about Prabhupada. Um, I just think you can't fail if you make that very strong connection with him. Uh, despite the fact that people have their personal gurus, diction, shiksha, you know, we will have to get very acquainted with Prabhupada. And uh, there, you, you cannot fail that you will, uh, yeah, you will be successful in capturing his heart, his spirit. And so let's adopt that and uh, put it into practice. 
let's get acquainted, read the books of his biographers and uh, and share the, his attitude. And uh, if we do that, we will be successful. We have to look at him and make uh, draw to the conclusion that he was a success story. And uh, wouldn't it be nice to be in that number of the saints marching in? Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Mars. You're great inspiration to me, and I'm sure all the devotees who come across this uh, this discussion, they'll be uh, greatly enthused to to go out and be a giver, and you know, give friendship, give warmth, give love, give transcendental knowledge to everyone that they meet. So, again, unlimited thanks to you and your time and. Thank you again for listening to Sankirtan On. Please feel free to subscribe and share with your friends for regular updates and inspirational stories on how, by giving, we grow. Thank you for sharing this time with us. All glories to Srila Prabhupada.